Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 410 here at the station, 77 degrees and partly sunny. You can listen to us at uh, 103.1 FM, 910 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. Uh, I appreciate the feedback on your Google Home through Odyssey, and I'll get that feedback to our engineers to see if they can straighten that out, but I don't know if we have much to do with that, but we'll see. I want to clear up some phone calls before I start the next segment, so let's go to uh, Jacqueline from Lake Ariel on Cavalcante. Jacqueline. Hi, how How are are you? you? Good. I was just calling in regards to the capturing of the individual that had um, escaped from Brazil. Well, he escaped from Chester County Prison. He originally well, fled Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, that was originally from Brazil. It's just very concerning how he was able to go from Brazil to Puerto Rico and use a fake ID to enter into Florida. It's very concerning that that was overlooked by the Border Patrol. Well, that wouldn't have been the Border Patrol from from Puerto Rico to to Florida. That's an interstate travel. But, I mean, I couldn't travel to California with a fake ID. So how is somebody else getting on a plane to another state or another territory within the United States with with a fake ID? The fact that he was able to use his valid, his issued passport from Brazil to Puerto Rico is a problem, but more of a Brazil problem because they never put his information that he was a wanted fugitive into the system. So he was able to fly out of Brazil with his regular passport. And once in Puerto Rico, he was able to obtain you know, his fake ID and make his way to Florida. And we're still unsure how he made his way from Florida to Chester County, Pennsylvania. That's um, something that is, when you think about it, it's, how many of these situations go unnoticed that we don't even know have happened that are similar to this case? Well, that's it. With the millions of illegal migrations that's come in, the the hundreds of thousands of gotaways, and I said even if it's just a couple of hundred that have violent felon pasts, these are a couple of hundred violent people who are wandering around our country that we know nothing about. Yes, and that is something that I feel like needs to kind of be picked up on more. Um, which hopefully at some point in the future will definitely be the case. Well, we need to secure our border. We need to get our border agents, our ICE agents, out doing the jobs that they were supposed to be doing rather than being uh, paper processors at intake centers because they're just giving people dates for future reference and letting them go through the country without being vetted or, or anything. And our ICE agents should be patrolling our cities looking for these dangerous. There's this, the, the infrastructure is in place. It's just not being used. They've been demonized, our ICE agents. I mean, how many cities have gone with the defund ICE m- mantra and trying to get rid of these organizations altogether, these, these divisions of the Border Patrol altogether, where their primary job is to travel through the country and find violent people, like the violent fugitives, people with violent felony histories, and remove them from the country. That's what, when the border uh, under the Trump administration was starting to be um, kind of focused on, I feel like that would have been really great, and unfortunately it just didn't happen. 
Well, it didn't have the time to happen. Uh, you know, securing the border yeah. is first, and then, but that that could happen simultaneously with these agents that are out there that have a mission statement to travel through our different cities, our states, to apprehend these individuals. You know, they could do the two separate things, but we really can't revamp our immigration system at all until we secure our border. So that needs to be first. Jacqueline, I appreciate your call today. Thank you. You have a great day. And you too. Thank you. Uh, let's go to the phone. We have uh, Ron from Wilkesbury on the border. Ron. Yes. Hello. How you doing? Good. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. I like to clear. No, not really. I, I expand upon the border problem in that recently we've been talking about opening opening up rail travel from Scranton to New York. Which, I mean, in, in a way, it's fine. You know, that way you can go to New York or Scranton, you know, not to pay a, from Scranton to New York, not pay a, a exuberant, exuberant amount of money. But also, Eric Adams wants to empty out some of the people from his city, right? So what's to say you're not going to travel, uh, uh, send some of the uh, illegals on the train back here? Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a concern. Uh, I have that concern. I've spoken about that concern here many times. I mean this is going to be a uh, um, a fast track here to Northeast Pennsylvania, and it could very well be easily used for something like that. Actually, you know what? If you think about it, even from uh, the Pittston to Jim Thorpe Road open, well, we know that Reading is not full of uh, or is full of illegals. Wants to say they aren't going to ship from. Uh, uh, Reading area, Philadelphia, up, up this way through through that route. That you're 100 percent right. Yeah, these these uh, things that we consider good things can very well be used uh, nefariously. Yeah, well, it's a nice trip from from Pittston down to Jim Thorpe. We took it a couple days after it opened. It's really a nice trip, but you know, it's it's a swinging door. I'm looking forward to actually taking that. It, it sounded great. I talked about it when they were first opening up. I'm glad you were on it. Um, but you're right. That 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 interstate fast train they're calling, even though it takes three hours to, to come here. Um, yet what's to say someone like an Eric Adams or anyone else doesn't put migrants on a train to northeast Pennsylvania to say, hey, it's no longer our problem? Yeah. I mean, we know it's been done as far as, you know, how many – Trips from the border to the Wilkes-Barre Airport were taken without our knowledge. True. I mean, true. And if, if there wasn't someone there with a camera catching it, we wouldn't uh, even know it had happened. It'd still be going on. It is. Uh, I, my... I appreciate you calling, Ron, and checking in. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank. Take care. Thank you. Um, yeah, it absolutely could be used that way. And if you don't see that, especially with... Mayor Eric Adams throwing his hands up and saying, I, I don't have any answers here because he refuses to call out the Biden administration. He refuses to withdraw their sanctuary city status. So are they going to take the areas around them down with their ship? I wouldn't put it past them. Like I said, uh, he's incompetent. He's been incompetent for decades, and I don't see his mayorship being any more competent than his uh, past work history. But it, this is troubling. And again, this is not the, the the border issue has been magnified under the Biden administration. That's no doubt. But it's been far from fixed. 
The Trump administration started to fix it. Like I said, the border itself, the security of the physical security of the border was the safest it's probably ever been in my lifetime. I've been there. I've seen it. I was there when they were building the double wall system. I was there when migrants tried to get around that double wall system. And within seconds, Border Patrol agents on horseback came riding down the beach to repel them. I ended up talking to them and, and, and spending some time with them and hearing what was going on there. They showed me the trails in uh, Border, Borderfield State Park, which is in San Diego, where they come through. They discard their clothing. They had their jugs of water, and they, they, they get into the country. And once they're into the cities, they're gone. Because like we said, now these ICE agents aren't patrolling the way they used to be. When I worked narcotics back in the mid-'90s, mid to late-'90s, um, we come across ICE agents all the time. We came across DEA agents doing their narcotic investigations. We let each other know we were working in the same area. If you needed help, we were here. They were all over the place. They're not anymore. They're not doing their mission. They're not doing their job function. They're processing paper at the border for people that are barely identified, that are being sent out with, with hearing dates five, six years in the future. That will, may never show. We talked about yesterday how they can't verify a large majority. There's 130,000 uh, unaccompanied minors missing through their database that they can't find. They came into the country. They were supposedly with family or sponsors, and they can't find them. Hundreds of thousands of migrants that they can't find. They're using the same addresses. How is this information getting back? This is an organized system, and we have a disorganized form of government under the Biden administration dealing with it. Them bringing ICE agents to push paper at the border, to push paper at the processing center, is by design. They do not want these ICE agents in the city. And if you lived in Chester County, if you lived in the areas where you had to lock your doors and your family was in danger because there was a serial murderer with a rifle walking around your community, your neighborhood, because of these failed policies, you should start speaking up and demand that they do something. And this isn't a Republican issue. This isn't a Democrat issue. This is having the strength to fix the tough issues that we have in America that no one wants to touch, be it Social Security, be it Medicare, be it the border, be it a balanced budget, be it our, our economic status. These are the tough things. They use it. They weaponize it because there is billions of dollars being made off illegal immigration right now. There are CEOs and directors of non-government agencies. There are non-for-profits. There are government agencies. There are government people who are funneling this money to friends and family. They are making billions of dollars off of illegal immigration. That's why it doesn't stop. That's why no one wants to fix it because the pushback is so great. If there wasn't money behind something, if someone wasn't gaining or benefiting financially, things would get fixed. The first thing you look at when something's not getting fixed is who's making the money that's stopping us from fixing it. And that's exactly what's happening with illegal immigration. They are getting money hand over fist to deal with this until it runs out. And then you know what? They come back to you and me. And they say, we need more. Look at the crisis our, our, our nation's in. But our pockets are empty, too. It's 421 here at WILK. We'll be back with after the traffic and weather. And thank you. I'm just looking at these new gadgets. Do you know what they're for? Like, well, what is hopefully this? it's an ejection seat. Oh, wait. No, I, actually, that wasn't attached. I thought it was attached. I thought, do we have a camera in here now or are we a submarine? And, uh, and then there's something over here that's a lot oh. different. Oh, it makes noise, though. Like, was this? 
Ah, oh, oh no. <laughs> That would be considered assault, right? Because I oh, don't throw it, it in my head. <laughs> this traffic update is brought to you by the Pentella Data Internet and the Rail Riders Baseball Final Homestead of 2023 all week long. So they've cleared up this accident that was on 81 southbound near Montage Mountain Road, Davis Street. That seems to be gone, but there is a lot of slowing because of the traffic. So 30 miles per hour is what you'll be going between Dunmore and Avoca. That's 81 southbound. We also have some heavy traffic on North Kaiser Avenue in Scranton causing delays. And on North River Street in Wilkesbury. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Today, partly sunny, high mid 70s. Tonight, mainly clear, low 52. Tomorrow, sunny and a bit breezy, high near 70. Friday, sunny, high 72. Saturday, partly sunny, high 72. Sunday, partly sunny, high 75. It's currently 77 degrees and uh, partly sunny here at 423 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. Uh, just for your guys' update, we're back in our original studio. We're not in a sauna anymore, so uh, you know we're just working through some issues here, minor things, just testing some levels and stuff like that. But um, the uh, sound in, in the headphones here is incredible. New digital system in here, it's working real well. So you might hear some voices talking for testing when you're not supposed to hear them, uh, and you might not. But uh, I appreciate all the feedback and keep sending the feedback in. If you can hear uh, Nikki when she does traffic, let me know. If you, you hear the callers, if you don't hear the callers, let me know. We're, we'll work it all out for you. Uh, hopefully you can hear me. We got the uh, newest inflation numbers, and uh, I thought I heard ABC News earlier when I was coming in. I really haven't been paying attention since I've been on the air, but they said something about trying to paint this as, oh, it's not. It's a good thing. It's really not. Inflation accelerated in August up to 3.7%. As consumer prices heat up again, uh, the the economic advisory team had a press conference at the White House at the podium, and I could not believe the garbage that they were trying to spout out there to the people, basically painting this as everything's hunky-dory, everything's good. We go out and buy goods every day. We go out and we pay for gas, you know, a few times, uh, you know, uh, once a week or two, depending on how much you travel, it might be more. We're paying for products. We're paying our electric bills. We're paying these things. We also get our checks every week, biweekly, maybe monthly, depending on how you get your check. We see what's happening. So for them to literally get in front of us and lie outright about what's going on here is just outrageous. Now, they, they've divided the CPI and CPI less food and energy. Now, if you take food and energy costs out of the CPI, it's at 4.3%. You're at 3.7% once you add food and energy in there. Gas prices are going to be a problem. There's no foreseeable future. For the rest of this year, that gas prices are really going to decrease dramatically. That's stemming a lot of this. We are going to start paying for fuel oil for our heating if you have oil. I have propane. If we have natural gas, they're all derivatives. We're going to be paying more. 
it's going to cost more to get wood. If you burn wood, it is going to cost you more to get that wood because people have to go out there. They have to use gasoline for their chainsaws. They have to use gasoline for their equipment. They need to do this. They need to cut the wood and get it to you. This stuff's going to cost more. Now, if you look at the CPI from 2010 until today, from 2020, late 2020, early 2021, it skyrocketed to a high of 9.1 in 2022. Yes, it's come down from that, but the highest it's been since 2010 was in 2011, 3.9. Well, we're up to 3.7 right now. If you want to go back in history, in 2017, it was 2.7. In 2015, it was 0.2. In 2018, it was 2.8. 2020, it was 2.5. We're now at 3.7. Nothing is better. And for them to portray this garbage that, well, wages are increased outpacing the CPI. Yes, but it's not outpacing inflation. The consumer price index is one thing, but inflation has skyrocketed. So, yes, our dollar is buying less and less. And they spin these numbers to make it seem like everything's okay. Bidenomics is great. Everything's doing fine. Nothing to see here. Everything's on fire. Don't worry about it. They're lying to you. They're lying to you outright. And I don't care what party you vote for. I don't care what DRI or Green Party or anything you have behind your name when, when you want to talk politics. Everyone is paying more. No one is making out better. Except you know who? Politicians. They seem to always do okay. That's why they want to continue to where they are for decades upon decades upon decades. No one wants to work for a job that long. Are you kidding me? I don't care how much you love your job. Who wants to do 30, 40, 50 years working there? The same place. There's a reason why they do. It's 432 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. See that flag, see a thankful man who will always be proud to stand. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. That's a song called Stand by Nate Hosey, a local artist here and a friend. I appreciate him allowing us to use it. And yes, we should always stand for our nation and those who protect us at every turn. We saw that firsthand today in Chester County, Pennsylvania. It's 438 here at the station, 77 degrees. It's the part of the show where we honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. Dozens, if not hundreds of officers were closing in on a perimeter with a scoped uh, indiv armed individual who's already committed two murders with a scoped rifle that could have fought back at any time. And they charged in anyway, men and women from both our local, our state, and our federal police agencies. They always uh, deserve our respect and uh, appreciation for the things they do. We have three officers here. 79 officers nationally made the ultimate sacrifice on this day. Three from here in Pennsylvania. Police officer Bradley Michael Fox of the Plymouth Township Police Department in 2012. 
Police officer Fox was shot and killed while he was involved in a foot pursuit along the Schuylkill River Trail near the intersection of Cockshocken and Ernest Station Roads. Trooper Joseph John Welsh, Pennsylvania State Police in 1977, was shot and killed, and a Pennsylvania State Constable was wounded when they attempted to serve a warrant on a man in Tioga County. Police officer Dominic Mazivsky, Philadelphia Police Department in 1920, was shot and killed by a man who came up behind him and shot him in the head with a 45 caliber handgun at 9th and Wood Streets. Two civilians grabbed the gunman and held him for other officers. And those are our three from our area. And again, I, I think we saw it firsthand. A lot of people look at this and want expediency. They want things done fast. That's the kind of society we live in. But a lot of things aren't fast. And maybe we should slow down as a society. Maybe we should take time to look around and do things more safely. And that goes for a lot of things. That goes for doing our government. Maybe we should slow down and do things more safely. It goes for our lives. Maybe we should slow down and do things more safely. It goes for raising our children. Maybe we should slow down and do things more safely. It may sound corny, but if you think about it, it's really not. It's truly not. You know, just driving home yesterday, I was 30 seconds... If I would have left 30 seconds earlier, a motorcycle came onto Interstate 81 North from uh, the Main Street Dixon City area. A motorcycle with two passengers and slammed into the side of a tractor trailer, causing injuries. Uh, They were moved to the hospital. I was about a mile behind this. But I didn't see the accident, but I saw the traffic stop. Um, The road was pretty much shut down for about 15 minutes, so the state troopers come, so the ambulance and fire truck come from the opposite direction, so you kind of knew it was bad. But 30 seconds more, I could have been a lot closer to that, and, you know, obviously just the way I'm built would have been out and rendered medical aid as much as I could. Thankfully, it doesn't appear that uh, they, uh, they had that traumatic of injuries, but they were removed to the hospital. And I didn't hear anything about them passing, so that's a good sign at this point. Uh, just to touch on that, too, is we had our, we have our second Lackawanna County flood victim. Um, the partner for that first victim, the 61-year-old woman who was swept away and, and succumbed to those injuries during the flood, her, her partner, her boyfriend, passed away yesterday or today from his injuries. So uh, he's with his, his lifelong partner that he was with for many years. Um, he was able to give a statement saying that, that she was just that, his lifelong partner. And now he's with her. So, uh, you know, our thoughts and condolences go out to that family as well. But we now have two deaths in Lackawanna County due to the flooding that we had in this past. But the, the mere fact that he held on for a couple of days, saw his, uh, his partner flow by him about six feet and uh, wasn't able to help her. And uh, maybe he lost the will to live and wanted to join her, and he's with her now. So our our thoughts and prayers go out to, the, to oh, those families out there. But we now have two deaths in northeast Pennsylvania due to the flooding this past weekend. I know a lot of people out there are recovering from the damage that's there, damage we can recover from. Loss of life uh, is forever. It's uh, 443 here at WILK. So it's time for traffic and weather. And this Pentella Data Internet Traffic Update is brought to you by Krispy Kreme in Clark Summit and Scranton. 
Another accident on 81 southbound right by the Montage Mountain Road, Davis Street exit. They say it's minor, but things are really slowing in that area again. In fact, they barely recovered from the last accident. We have another um, slowing, uh, or you're slowing down again as well on 81 southbound from Music to Avoca as well. And some heavy traffic on South Blakely Street in Dunmore may be causing delays. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 5. 70-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Was that better? I, I hear you good. Well, I, it sounds much better because I did feel like I was inside a tin can. <laughs> a tin I was can? like, let me out, let me out. I just got a text message from Joe in Trips Park. Says he just got an email from PennDOT, and they're now informing you of the sender's pronouns in their emails. Oh, boy. Mm. So, PennDOT, are you really doing that now? Come Seriously, on. Seriously, this is... Oh. Let me get to the weather. It looks like it's going to be a a bit nicer, a little more cheerful. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, mainly clear, low 52, upper 40s up by me, I'm hearing. Tomorrow, sunny and a bit breezy, high near 70. Friday, sunny, high 72. Saturday, partly sunny, high 72. Sunday, partly sunny, high 75. It's currently 77 degrees and partly sunny. Here at 444 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It's 449 here at the station, 77 degrees and partly sunny. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Barbara from West Hazleton on Illegals. Barbara. Hello, Bob. How are you? Okay. How are you? I'm so happy that you're on the air and that you talk about these things like that guy that came here illegally. Oh, my goodness. This is out of hand altogether. And you should see how many of those illegals are here in Hazleton, too. And we know they're they're illegal, and they're driving cars, and they're, oh, and one of my friends was almost killed because the guy wasn't looking where he was going. I said, this is terrible. Yeah, and it's even worse in municipalities and cities where they have not allowed their police agencies to share information or work with ICE. And ICE does not have the time to come to these cities anymore because they're pushing papers at our processing facilities. I agree with you. Under Donald Trump, at least it was safe for a while there, but now it's even worse than ever. He started the process, and and that's, you know, it wasn't complete what he wanted to do. He said he would build it, and it wasn't completely built. He started the process, and what happens is basically... The Biden administration has thrown away the keys. You know, they, they've actually cut holes in the, the border oh, wall. To, it's, to, it's unreal, yeah. isn't it? It's unbelievable. I'm so glad they caught him and that nobody got killed. And he didn't kill any policemen either. <laughs> Thank That's, God for that. Because we have enough cops being killed every day in this country. I think it's disgusting. Well, every, uh, every day I list the police officers throughout history here in Pennsylvania and the nation that's been killed. And that number fluctuates anywhere between the 60s to the 100s. And that Pennsylvania, is you know, that is like really I said, terrible. I can These counter. are men that protect us from everything else, and then they have to go and get killed yet. That's disgusting. Yeah, the men and women out there that protect us. There, there, there are plenty of great women out there protecting us as well. I mentioned a few yesterday during my show. Oh, honestly, it's, it's awful. Yeah, I heard your show yesterday, and that was terrible, how that poor policewoman was yelling for help, and they couldn't save her. And that, that's just disgusting. It really is. Yeah, and just just like today, we, we saw these officers move in on an armed suspect, putting their safety second for the safety of the community and the state first, and that's what our law enforcement do each and every day. <sighs> Well, thank God you're not on the streets anymore and you're, you're safe as the radio. 
Thank God for that. I'm, I'm thankful here. But it gets pretty snarky in here, too, but at least I'm not facing what they are out there. Uh, I'm glad you're not because you're a very, very good, very good person, and I, th- I think you're marvelous. I really do. I appreciate that, Barbara. Thanks for checking in today. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. God bless you. You too. God bless you as well. Um, let me see. I might keep this. I'm going to keep this to this, the next piece because uh, this is too much. Uh, we have a birthday to celebrate here. Not just here, but we have a, um, we have a, a big birthday. Pretty good big birthday here in the not only the studio but everywhere. Jake, do you know what the birthday is today? We're not going to say it just yet. We're going to say it when we come back, but the today today's a big birthday. I got to do some thinking here. All right. Yeah. Well, we have a commercial break to think about it, but uh we'll we'll come back and let you know and if you think you know, you could text in of uh what's the big birthday today? What's the big celebration and what's the birthday today? It is uh 4:52 here at WILK. We'll be back to give you the details on whose birthday it is welcome back to the rob o'donnell show here on wilk news radio it is 457 here at the station 77 degrees and partly sunny well what's what's the big birthday today do we know somebody asked is it jake's birthday my guess it's not jake's birthday next month next month we celebrate jake's birthday and that's going to be fun uh, are you in? Is it a day that there's the show? Are you taking off that day? Because it's you're... on a Monday, so. All right. If you, <laughs> if you don't take off, we'll make it fun. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, did you figure out the birthday today? Uh, I'm still trying. Still drawing a blank right now, Rob. All right. Well. Yeah. It's uh, the birthday of our national anthem. On this day in 1814, 35-year-old Francis Scott Key penned a poem that would become the lyrics to the Star Spangled Banner. That was written today. In 1814. So it's the birthday of the Star Spangled Banner, the birthday of our, our national anthem. And uh, a lot of people may know or may not know that only the first verse is used for our national anthem. It's literally four verses in the original poem that uh, Francis Scott Key wrote. And uh, it's, that's the first verse that we get here in our national anthem. You know, oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we'd hail? At the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watch were so gallantly streaming. And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. That's just the first verse of the, the star-spangled banner, what is now our national anthem. Second verse, on uh, the shore dimly seen through the mists of the deep, where the foe's haughty host in dread silence reposes, that is what which breathes o'er the towering steep. As it fittingly bow, blows, half conceals, half discloses, now it catches the gleam of the morning's first beam. In first glory reflected now shines in the stream, tis the star-spangled banner, O long, long may it wave, or the land of the free and the home of the brave. Third verse is, And where is that band who so valiantly swore that the havoc of war and the battle confusion, a home of the country, should leave us no more? Their blood has washed throughout their foul footstep pollution. No refuge could save the hearing and the slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave. 
in the last verse is, O thus be it ever when free men shall stand between thy love home and the war's dissolution. Blessed the victory and peace they may haven't rescued land. Praised the power that hath made to preserve us a nation. Then conquer we must when the cause is just. And this be our motto and God is our trust. And the star-spangled banner in triumph shall wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. Those are the four verses, the full poem of Francis Scott Key for the Star-Spangled Banner, where our first verse became that, and again, written in 1814 as he watched the battle in the, the harbor in front of him. So pretty, pretty, uh, pretty uh, far off. Uh, I know the thought process is thinking of people when you think of birthdays, but it was the, the birth of the start of our nation. It's uh, 5 o'clock here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after this.